All right, we're recording? Yep. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. We're recording. It's almost 7 o'clock, Wednesday, the first day of free agency. Joined today, as always, by Josh and Jason. How's it going? What's up? <laughs> big day. No, it wasn't. It was supposed to be a big day. Oh, my God. What? Uh, all right. So the purpose of today's episode, obviously, going through the least signed decent amount of players there. Uh, we're going to go through each of those. And then relative, how did the Leafs perform today? We're going to give our takes on that. Um, I want to start off. Let's uh, let's take a look at the signings. So as we knew, Peter Mrazek, three, by, three years, 3.89 million per. Michael Bunting, two years, 950K per. Uh, David Kampf, two years, 1.5 million per. And Curtis Gabriel, one year, 750K. And then on top of that, Carl Dahlstrom, Alex Biesia were signed to two-way deals. And Josh Hosang was put on a PTO. And Michael M. I don't know how to Oh, Mike Amadio. I don't know how to Mike Amadio, <laughs> who used to play for the North Bay Battalion, was on Ottawa last mm-hmm. year. He got signed to a two-way deal. Yeah. Did I, was that all of them? Yeah, that we're going to focus on today. the one-way deals, though. The, like the one guys more, who yeah. have Okay, here's my take on Michael Amadio. He sucks. Okay, <laughs> next. Done. Let's go. Peter Mrazek, what do you guys think about that one? So um, just, you know, I hope you listen to our free agency primer because we talked about Peter Mrazek quite a bit, actually. And, you know, he kind of fell kind of exactly where I expected him to fall money wise. I said about around three to three and a half. He got a little more than that. But comparing him to the market, like let's just take all of, you know, my our personal feelings about the player that Mrazek is out of it. It's a pretty good deal compared to market, I think. Oh, 100%. You know, I look at him at 3.8. Right beside him is Jonathan Bernier going to the Devils at 4.125. I think... That was only for two years, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, only for two years. Yeah. But, okay. you know, if we're, we're, we're so going to cost... an extra year, maybe it's comparable to Jonathan Bernier. But the other thing is Jonathan Bernier's 32 and Peter Mrazek's 29. That's a good point as so well. So I, I think overall, that's a way better contract for Mrazek than Bernier. Mm-hmm. I think Mrazek is a better goalie than Bernier, personally. Maybe in the last... Two years, Bernier's numbers are better. But in the short sample that Mrazek played, as we said, he had a great year this year for Carolina. Um, I compar- like that deal for the Devils, though, the Bernier one, simply because it's what they tried to do last year with Corey Crawford, get a little tandem going, give, obviously, Blackwood the edge there. But unfortunately, it didn't work out. Corey Crawford retired after a fantastic career. Uh, congratulations to him. But... That's a good one. They get to bring in Bernier, who has been a backup. He's a good 1B goaltender there. Mm -hmm. Mackenzie Blackwood is still on the up and up. He's a 96-born goaltender, big guy, very good goaltender. I really like him. So, But you can't give him 70 games a year. Yeah. I I still personally think that AAV is a little high. It's rich. I I thought Bernier was a $3 million goalie. It's rich, but it's two years, and you're still on the up and up. I'm not saying it kills him. I'm just comparing him to Mrazic, right? Of course. Yeah, it definitely doesn't kill him. They got cap space. I get why they did it. (laughs) <laughs> um, and let's look at some other goalies. How about Frederick Anderson getting two years, four and a half per, you know, what contracted exactly reminded me Braden of Holpe. Braden Holpe, and which what you did say one? last year. I, I don't know if we said on a podcast that that was a tire fire contract and you're hundred percent right. They bought him out less, less than, than a year, year later. later. Yeah. yeah. So like, compared to that, people tried to tell me pretty oh, this good is a guy that won a cup. He can <laughs> be what he, no, no. <laughs> And the other one we talked about that the Leafs probably liked was Linus Allmark, and he got $5 million per. How many years? For four years. To Boston? To, to Boston. Boston. Again, compare that to Mrazek. 
I'll take Mrazek for at 3.8 all day for three Absolutely. years. What's going on with Tuka Rask? So Tuka Rask is injured until they January, are saying until five or six months. So it sounds like he's going to make a decision at that point if he wants to play this year. And then kind of Boston saying, like, we'll figure it out then. So I don't think he's going to sign anywhere else. 2005 draft, so he's a 1987 born, correct? He's old. So that makes him 34, 35. He's old. Like he, he definitely yeah. could use like. He's not a guy who's gonna like rush back from a surgery either. It's a big surgery no. for him. So yeah, we'll see. True. We'll see where Boston is at that time. But the other guys, like we were talking about backups, right? One guy who I we were talking about him was Larry Brassois, who you thought could be a cheap backup. He's making 2.325. That's a that's lot. Around yeah. what I said two and a half. That's a right? lot of that's a lot of money for Where did a Larry backup. Bro go? He went to Vegas. I think they they must think of him Ooh. as a one B potentially for Robin Leonard or Not just a one B. I think a little bit less. less. But yeah. that's a lot. But but that's one point five less than Morazic. It's a little yeah. less than a one B. I think it's going to be one B. I'd put it like uh, yeah, thirty some odd games, maybe a little yeah. less and around then, there. How about these guys? Martin Jones making two mil. Which is funny because Philadelphia really wanted to like strengthen up their defense and everything like. I don't know, bringing in Keith Yandel, Rasmus Ristolainen, and then Martin Jones. Like, I thought, okay, maybe Martin Jones can rebound if you get more of a structured D in front of him, see what he can actually do, and oops. See, I thought <laughs> Vegas might give Martin Jones a chance as, like, yeah. a pure cheap backup at, like, 750. Exactly, but he made $2 million. James Reimer, 2.25. And he went to San Jose yeah. over two years, correct? Correct. I'm just, again, we're just going down the list here. You know here. which one I kind of like? Brian Elliott to Tampa Bay, 900K. Yeah, that's that was a good. good. And another one, Yaroslav Halak, which... But he made 1.5, which is honestly that's decent. That's so I think. dirt cheap in Vancouver. But yeah, okay, so. you're saying this is dirt cheap. Then what's Peter Mrazek at 3.8? It's not bad. It's a good, good I think that's a good, good value in comparison. Honestly, it was like okay, like I like the I like the guy contracts. It, it, it's okay. It's a little bit above what I would have liked, kind of thing. But I'm sure he had other interests. And how are you going to bring him to Toronto? Throw a little coin at him, kind yeah. of thing. But okay, but it's okay. I, I'm not. I'm, I I disagree. I actually think that's a bargain compared to the other goalies. But that's that's taking the player out of it. The problem I think we'll get into is that we were more confident in maybe Jack Campbell as a starter than others were. And at the end of today, at the end of Wednesday, July 28th, the Leafs' most significant investment in the free agent market was in a goalie. And I don't think that is what a lot of Leaf fans wanted. And it wasn't like. They got a goalie and a similarly rated winger. They significantly paid more for the goalie well, than any other asset they added. I know, but that's what Kyle Dubas said they were going to. Uh, there was a report. Whether he said that there. or not, we said it last time. We spent 45 minutes talking about wingers last time. Yeah. I, I think a lot knew, of people though, thought right? they wanted to strengthen the depth up front. Well, there's still, nice, there's still a lot of time left Absolutely. To do that. I can't predict the future, though. So as of right now. For me, I'm happy they got Mrazek. I feel very confident in the goaltending duo that they have. Yeah, it's nice. But I find myself a little disappointed that the major investment went into the goaltending position as opposed to something else which I thought was maybe a bigger need in comparison. That's so my, what my, I think. My thinking was that it wouldn't cost this much to get Peter Mrazek. I think I didn't, I didn't... His last contract was in the fours by two years, so that's where I didn't take that into account. A little slightly decline in the AAV but you get an extra year there so it makes sense uh, like at 3.8 I, I don't know I felt like it, it was okay and it made sense to me and it made sense that they wanted to get a full split going there absolutely right? I totally so. agree and that's not I'm trying to articulate this in the right way I have no I actually am perfectly fine with the Mrazic contract mm -hmm. and bringing him in to split with with 
Jack Campbell. The, again, I'll get into my other issues later, but let's just yeah. talk in terms of purely so, Mrazek. I like the the player that he is. He's got rave reviews from his teammates in terms of the type of guy he is in the locker oh, yeah. room. On the radio, Kristen Shilton was actually saying he has a very similar vibe to Jack Campbell, which almost is encouraging for a split, right? You got two guys who are going to encourage each other. There's no like jealousy there. Not that there was with Anderson, but I think it's a good mix of two goalies to have a true 1A, 1B split. And you ride the hot hand during the season. I have no issues with that at all. And you're only paying a, a shade over $5 million for two goalies for this year. I think that's a, quite a good dollar amount to pl- to pay. So I'm very happy with that. I'm, yeah, especially with I, – I think that this puts their goalie tandem as one of the better tandems in the league. And only paying them five mil, the better, cheaper tandems as well. I, I think and in terms of pure tandems, I would agree. Yes. Yeah. I think there's better individual in the, goalies. Obviously, there's better. echelon yeah. kind of thing. Like I, I think it's, it's not one of the – that's, it, it's it's very good. I'd have to look into different tandems that there are. Um, Let me just throw one out yeah. there right now. Jake Ottinger and Anton Hudobin. Who would you rather have of well, the it's the not. It's Braden Holtby now Braden, because oh, he, signed, about that. Then he def- signed for two even, mil. No, Sorry. the Leafs is better than that. Well, yeah. yeah, Jake Ottinger's still on the up and up. He needed some... He, he needed a full year in the AHL this year. Unfortunately, because of injuries, they couldn't do that. Yeah. So I think a step back into the AHL will help him and then he'll continue to develop. Yeah. But between Hudobin, Brayden Holtby, 100% the least That's not even better. close. Give me another one. I like this. I, I'm trying to th- – I, I, like – The Halak and uh, Demko. No, I think mm, the Demko's better but, than both the Leaf goalies, but I would say are, in terms of you're talking, it's a 45 – I think they're going 60-20 there. 60-40? No, 60 games. 60, oh, 20. 60 20 games, 20. Okay, then, jeez, you think they're going to give Demko that many games? Yes. Wow, good. I but I, I think the Leafs tandem overall is probably better than that right now. Let's just go quick rapid fire. So Varlamov and, oh, my God, what's his name? Sorokin? Yeah, that one's better. That one's better. Okay, so then what about Allmark? Jari DeSmith? No, the Leafs is way better than that. What about Allmark and uh, Swayman? No, the Leafs is better than that. Uh, okay, yeah. Talbot and Kakinen. That's tough because uh, ca- I'd go Leafs. I think better. the Leafs as well. Yeah. Grice Nedeljkovic. Oh, ah, uh, Leafs. Leafs, yeah. Blackwood and Bernier. That's close. It's a similar setup. Uh, but I'd, yeah, I'd, I think Black. I'd like I'd like another year of Blackwood development. I, th- yeah. I, I think I'm right very now. High on him. I think That's right now the Leafs is better than that. But I yeah. would probably Not take Blackwood. Moment. Blackwood's potential over yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that sounded like a pretty good yeah, tandem. Like yeah, this uh, is a good exercise. So, and the the biggest thing I'd like to point out is Peter Mrazek off a off a fresh new deal is only the twenty second highest paid goalie in the Love NHL to hear right that. now. That's that, and as I a one A, I think he's a lot better than the guys signed in front of him: Merzliklins, Bernier, Merzlikins, Merzlikins. Yes, Bernier, Anderson, yeah. Koskinen are the th- the four guys on. Okay, t- last on one: Merzlikins, Corpusalo. No, the least one's better than that. That cost him like four mil. So yeah, sorry, eight mil. Sorry, eight mil. Yeah, so that's that's a good tandem that they brought in. And I'm I'm happy to see right. that they address that. And, and another thing I'd like to point out, just I know I know we're, I'm getting a little ahead of us here, and you t- kind of touched on it a bit. But the only goalies available are Tuka Rask, and well, he, okay, he, not he's not available. He's so yeah, he's going so, back to Boston or he's retiring. But so go on. the only goalies available who actually played some like games were Tuka Rask, Devin Dubnik. No thanks. Yeah, Marcus Holberg, Cur- Curtis McElhaney, and then we're getting into the list uh, of like Holberg signed Anderson. five years in the Swiss, uh, Swedish league. He sucks. Okay, which so, is why Colorado now has to trade for a goal. Yeah. So which is this is why I'm a little happy that the Leafs did make an. Does early Colorado sp- just not? They've 
Frank, uh, Freddie Frenchette. I think they, they, call him they might like him a lot more than people realize. He didn't play last year. I know. That's absolutely insane. I know. Yeah, but oh god! But yeah, to stick to Mrazek, I think when you throw all the variables in, Grubauer Dreger is better than these are just going to yeah keep yeah. Coming to me. Uh, what about how about this one? Price and Jake Allen. These embrace the bait. That's I, I would say wow. Montreal's is better. Okay, carry the conversation. I'm putting that on Instagram. But um, yeah, so I, again, all things considered, like Jason just said, 22nd highest paid goalie in the league. You got him for three years as well, which yeah. is important. He's only 20 in his late 20s, 28, right? Yep, 20 I mean years old. And again, I, I think this is, does an effective job of making sure you don't have to pay Campbell $5 million next year either. The only way that happens, maybe if he wins a cup for you, but if you have a 50-50 split and even in the playoffs, we've seen it time and time again. I don't love it, but a lot of times both goalies played. I know this year it was Price and Vasilevsky, but we've seen Flurry and Murray play. We've seen Flurry and Laner play. We've seen both goalies for the Islanders play. We saw both goalies for, um, what was that? the last team I was going to say. I just I just blanked on the last team. Islanders, but Minnesota. Minnesota, thank you. Like We see it a lot. So I really, I think, especially going from a shortened year to a longer year, two shortened seasons to a full 82-game season, I like the 1A, 1B idea. Yeah. How that falls in with the rest of free agency, we'll get into that. But yeah. just purely in a vacuum, talking about Mrazek, I'm perfectly happy with the sign. Well, let's, let's forgetting about the forward market, the goalies right now, it was a good move by Dubas. He got in there early. He was the first goalie signed of the day and got him out one of the cheaper deals at looking around the goalie, like we just said, goalie similar to him. So I think we can all agree, good deal. We like it. I, I, I like it. I like, uh, I mean, I've, I've given my opinions about Peter Mrazek. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to touch on that again? Just You talked about it last episode. but So it's interesting because the Leafs actually, like both goalies are six foot one. Yeah, smaller which, goalies. Like, goaltending, the way it's trending is large, large humans. <laughs> I mean, look look who D- Detroit just drafted in the first round there. Six foot six, absolute freak of a human. Vasilevsky's a freak of a human, right? And so it's interesting to see the Leafs just get Two six foot one goaltenders like that. It's, I mean, for a shorter, the shorter goaltending community is rejoicing today. But I have a quick Peter question. Mrazek, aggressive player, fairly athletic in the net. Um, like, challenge has to challenge the shooters very heavily, kind of th- or heavily heavier than the bigger guys kind of do. Um, has had cold streaks, but has shown that he can be a very, very good goaltender for good stretches. I have a question for you. So Jamie McClennan, it was either McClennan or Biron, said on the TSN broadcast today that, oh, I heard some takes on that, that Campbell and Mrazek are basically the same type of goalie. Um, style. Nah, no, no, no. Uh, well, like, it's similar. They're built similarly. They kind of play a little bit similar. I think that Jack Campbell is a little bit more old school, so to speak, like a little closer to Curtis Joseph. Okay. Like, like a little, not fl- a little floppy? floppy. I was going to say floppy, a but little, not in a okay, bad way. Not, not in a floppy, bad way. what you would think with Tim Flexible. Thomas. Flexible? Yeah. But floppier than what the kind of style has become today than what Peter Mrazek is. But it, it, they are comparable 100%. Flexible and so. active is a good way to put Flexible it, Flexible right? and active. I like that one. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good way to... In summation, I think, you know, we're... Pretty happy I'm with happy our goaltending situation and happy with the signing. Yeah, it was a good Honestly, good to transition, the Leafs came out with a bang. Like, they were hitting on everyone's wish list what we are saying. You need a goaltender. You need that 1B, 1A goaltender to kind of compete with or play with Campbell, compete with Campbell, be a good partner to Campbell, um, as well as you needed a cheap, some add some speed and some good finishing ability, and we got that in Michael 
bunting. I just want to point out again, not to toot our own home, the first player we talked about in the free agency primer, we probably talked about almost 75 players. The first player we mentioned was Michael Michael Bunting. Bunting. Again, he was hot. He was a hot topic on Leafs Twitter. Let's not. uh, There was a lot of hot topics on Leafs Twitter, though. But Michael Bunting was interesting. I even put up highlights about him. Uh, we have a breaking trade, not leaf related, but I, we just uh, talked about goalies. I want to I want to hear your thoughts trade? on this. Yeah, Washington is reacquiring Vitek Vanacek from Seattle for a second round pick. That's kind of hilarious. So they lost him to the expansion draft, and they're given a second round. Pick. Is second it round one pick? of Winnipeg's second round picks? It's though? a 2023 second round pick, so maybe it's one of the ones they wow. got in the Dylan deal. But just or again, sure. if yeah. stuff breaks, that's worth mentioning. I'm going to mention it just because we just talked about goalies, so. It's interesting. just interesting. I wonder that's if that's similar to the cost that the Cavs would have had to pay for Seattle not to select them. Maybe. Uh, that's, that's, that was an interesting little piece there. That's funny, honestly. That's very funny. Good for them for the getting second. two seconds for Brendan Dillon, though. Yeah. I mean, it's all right. You kind of knew that he was going to be on the move um, once they got Philip Grubauer. But I think Washington's probably happy at the end of the day because yeah, yeah. I think they were happy with their goaltending duel last year, yeah. and they can bring it back now. Yeah. yeah I mean – Last year, I think uh, I think they didn't really know what they had in Vitech Vanacek if he was uh, if he was ready yet. So that's why they got Lungfist, and they had to get Craig Anderson in there, and then Vanacek exceeded their expectations, yeah. and now they've got him and Samsonov. Rel- I, I think that's a hundred percent the the youngest goaltending duo in the league. 100%. I want to say. Yeah. How, about that? How about that? How about that duo versus board. the Leafs? No, I no I'd like still. the Leafs. 100%. Okay. Maybe in so, a couple of years. Sorry to interrupt, but back to what back you're to saying Bunting. about Michael Bunting. So again, he was a hot topic on Leafs Twitter, but I think one thing we were worried about is the cap hit, right? Yeah, we were, we were saying you know we don't want to want to pay two million for him, or maybe we'll give him four years and get him at two million. Getting him at under a million dollars for two years is a very tidy piece of business by Kyle Dubas that can only be commended. I think I don't think anybody really can have anything bad to say about this deal. Yeah. Go on, Jason. I, I think it's a great deal. It's not the home run swing that uh, everyone kind of expected, but it is like a bunt to get to first base. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, it's. I really think Mike, Michael Bunting has the ability to play up in the lineup. I, I only, only thing I've watched of him is the highlight tape we put out, and I thought he looked good. Um, he's, he's a scorer, right? Everything I've seen people say about him is that he can score up and down the lineup and he can score at every level he's played at so far. He's obviously shown that in a small sample at the NHL. I'm not saying he's going to shoot 26% for his whole career, but if he's a 12%, maybe 15% shooter throughout his career, I don't, I don't think that's off the table. I think that's relatively realistic and, and I'm, I'm happy with him because it, not only do we get him at oh, under a million dollars, we got him on two year deal, which Love means that. that we have. We have him for two years, and it's it's going to be good 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 to see him. I thought he was going to get a bananas contract for a team willing to pay out the 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 behind for him because he's put up ten goals in twenty games, which is a fantastic feat. But thankfully, they didn't. Uh, Leafs got him at a good good cap hit, and uh, it's going to be good. Sheldon Keith seems to he he seems to like Sheldon Keith. He seems to like Kyle Dubas, which is maybe why he chose Toronto over other cities. Scarborough, Ontario native. Good, good. Former Scarborough Young Bruin, yeah. Good if I had here. to speculate, I would probably say he got more money offered elsewhere. Probably. But we talked about this last time. There's an opportunity for a younger guy, right? He's 25 years old, to come in on a short-term deal with the Leafs and really put up big numbers to prime himself to get a big UFA contract. I wouldn't be surprised if in two years he signs a similar deal that Connor Garland just signed. Yeah. Honestly, that's I think that's the potential he has with the yeah. Leafs because – Joey, you did a great job breaking down the player he is. He's small, which I wanted to remind people last time. But as Joey said, 11, yeah. he's got some tenacity to his game. 
The funny right? thing was we got a reply to I posted something about him. It was like five eleven. They did the face palm. Can uh, you explain how he plays though? Um, yeah, to people face palming that he's five eleven. How about shut up? Um, also, that's all I really have to say. But very very fast player. Like he's a guy that can think about what Ilya Mikhaev was kind of good at, like breaking up the puck at the blue line and able to fly by and create ru- chances off the rush. Except Michael Bunting can actually finish. He's got a very oh, good shot. shot. And I mean, in that highlight video, you can see Connor Garland was putting into his wheel time wheelhouse, and he was just clapping him home. Dude, very so very very fast straight uh, fast player. He's got a good shot and decent around the net. I would say like some good tip little, work. But as you mentioned, he's a competitive player. Yeah. I like that his I like his competitiveness. I maybe I don't I haven't looked at the number, but I'm guessing he didn't put up a tremendous amount of hits. In his twenty some odd twenty eight hits in twenty one games, a hundred hit year. Not, yeah, it would lead. Not, the, it would probably bad, lead the Leafs like, without Hyman. Yeah. Honestly, that's a year. that's a guy that's going to get punched in the face in a scrum after the whistle, and draw hopefully draw you a penalty there. Like a guy that's really going to show some some heart to throw those hockey men word words around there. for sure. The one kind of concern that I do have. And I mean, you can look at the player cards. He's in the 90th percentile. It's because of the small sample Skewed, size, and yeah. he just went on a, a heater scoring yeah. some goals. The one concern I do have is his playmaking ability isn't quite there. Um, and like you're banking 950 off a guy that wasn't able to become a full time NHLer right. at 25 years old. So those are the concerns. We got to temper the expectations have. a bit. And you gave him two years for it. However, like he does bring some very good assets to your lineup there, right? And it's 950. It's not bad. And as we said, he brings the different vibe than the guys we already have, right? Exactly. I think he'll contribute more positively. When you look at guys making less than 1.75 on the lease right now, he brings a little bit different than what they have I think he'll probably have a better season than every single other player on the lease making under $2 million. I think so, too. And I think he's going to hopefully be given the most opportunity to those guys, too. Yeah. I think I think he I don't I don't know barring any changes right now I think he starts on the first line I don't know last year Joe Thornton started on the first line so I would absolutely not be surprised if they put like yeah. an actual young goal scoring player on the first line Can probably be a power play two option as 100%, well hundred percent in front of the net actually he's, yeah. I really liked his tip work from what I saw yeah so yeah that's but, the one thing he does do better than Zach Hyman is his ability to finish so that was a good one that, that was we started off the 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 day with Mrazic we started off the day with bunting two predictions that we had and we were feeling good um i was giddy honestly does what were anyone you, else what were you expecting next after that that's what i want to know what were you expecting after that i was expecting thomas tatar i didn't hear anything out of him but i was expecting it to kind of follow someone that can play up in the lineup there some good um, more solid finishing ability there um i was kind of looking at granlin and then i looked at that contract and just went like Okay, sure. Nashville, you guys can keep them if you love them that much. Um, I like someone was trying to argue with me. Granlin isn't good. The underlying numbers aren't there. He's like Kerfoot's better. No, Granlin brings like okay. Kerfoot had a better points per sixty this year. Granlin actually brings something to your lineup. He's very good at tipping the puck in front of the net. He's very good at finishing in front of the net. He's a pretty good goal scorer. On top of that, he did not have very good underlying numbers this year. No. His goals against his expected goals against was pretty bad as well, and like did play twenty minutes a game. But also Nashville wasn't scoring that much either, right? So he was going to bring something to your top six, but for that much money, no thanks. 
Absolutely not. For him, we didn't. I, I wish I would have said this last time. We put him with the wingers. He did play some center last year, but mm-hmm. if you look at the real uptick in his career was when he was moved to the wing. That's where he's. I think yeah. he's played his best hockey. I think he will continue to play his best hockey on the wing. So that could be another reason, again, why the production went down a bit. But yeah, as you said, at $5 million, I think we were a little happy the Leafs didn't go there, yeah. right? A little, little too pricey. We got priced out of him, unfortunately. Nashville seems like they really wanted to bring him back. Right. So. And at that point, again, to bring back that group of players that I talked about, five of those players, another one would have been Jane Schwartz, who signed a big contract yeah. with Seattle which was, I believe, 5.5 for six years. A lot of term, a lot of money. That was yeah. priced out of our range. Alex Wenberg signed almost the exact contract that I predicted there, 4.5 for three years. Little. So Seattle as well, maybe a little overpay. Again, you're looking at those and saying, okay, I, I wish those guys would be on the lease, but at those numbers, I'm, I'm happy they Expensive. stayed away. Yeah. But then you're thinking, okay, those bigger guys go away. You know, you still got... Thomas Tatar, you still got Brandon Saad on the table. What's going to happen with Nick Bonino? Who knows? There's a couple guys here and there. And what happened after that? Well, we got some smoke at the beginning of the day that Nick Benino was on the market. So uh, for the Leafs, there was yeah. interest between the Leafs. And I was like, okay. I was excited after I saw that. Yeah. I was but like, maybe. He ended up signing a really valuable, good contract for San Jose. Great two years, contract. 2.05, I believe. And they got Cogliano one year, one mil. Yeah. I want to talk about that after, but let's. Let's uh, so, so the, Leafs. the Leafs went on to sign Curtis Gabriel at league minimum for one year, one year, seven fifty one way contract. Yeah, and then they signed David Kampf for one point five million over two. So to years. keep the positive vibes of the the podcast that's going on so far, uh, Jason, do you want to talk a little bit about David Kampf? Yeah. So David Kampf, let's let's say it how it is right now. He won't provide anything for you offensively. He's not going to score goals, which is one of the major needs that we addressed for this team. So in that sense, we did not fill a need. But one thing he does do well is that he can get shots in the or sorry, passes in the slot, and he's able to pass at a decent level, very average. He's not an excellent passer. I'm not going to say he's going to go and get 30, 40. He's good, but he can, cre- he can create high danger chances with his passing ability. Another thing he's good at is uh, stopping transition into his own zone so he's good defensively stopping that and he's a relatively good play driver sorry relatively average play driver another thing that he's good at is his transition play he can get into the into the offensive zone at a rather high rate he's good at getting entry entries and exits out of his own zone but he's not really more than that so he's kind of just a transition player who gets the puck out of the area you don't want it to be into the areas that you do want it to be and that's it so He's at most a third-line center. That's generous. He's not a good third-line center. He's probably best suited as a fourth-line center uh, in, a, in, a, uh, in a defensive role, playing him against, ideally, your, comp- your, your competition's better forwards. So that's, that's him. He's kind of like Pierre Engvall. Sorry to interrupt. This is on my head right now. Zach Hyman wrote a letter to Leafs Nation and put it on The Athletic. Oh, yeah. Which you have to pay for that subscription. Interesting. Like, as if you didn't make enough money, <laughs> you asshole. So, are you happy with signing David Kampf? I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. I'm going to be honest with you. Kampf. Kampf? Okay. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Um, I'm not ecstatic. Do I think at 1.5 at two years is a, a lot? Yeah, I think that's a lot. But I'm not going to tear down the walls for it. There's, I think there's still a lot more moves to come. So I think we'll I'm just especially frustrated by this one because it's two years, 1.5 million when you didn't have like the Leafs had $9.7 million at the beginning of the day in cap space to work with. Okay. That's not 
a small amount of money. You can, if you look at it and you use it efficiently, if you look at some of the signings that were made out there, like the combination of Benino, uh, Benino Cogliano Reimer is still leaves you some money with 9.7 to sign a good player. But when you're throwing $1.5 million at a guy that, I don't know, is kind of a shutdown center ish that won't put any pucks in the net. Like, I feel like that's just an inefficiency in your cap dollars. I'm sorry. If the Leafs want to be a Stanley Cup contender and you throw David Kampf up out there against, I don't know, Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point, see you later. Sorry. I understand this guy's supposed so to be much. a defensive player. His numbers are bad. Every, by every analytics website that I follow that puts out a wins above replacement or player value for, a, for an individual player, he's bad. That's it. It's like not even he's decent. He's just bad. Evolving Wild is a good resource. Over the last three years, they have him in the number, like the one percentile for overall forwards. That's, so that's top one, right? Number no, one. that's like the worst. So Austin Matthews at 99. David Kampf is one. So he's been one of the worst forwards in the NHL. So we've had it backwards. David Kampf is above Austin Matthews. Look at that. And I, I follow some Chicago people. They said, wow, good for David Kampf. They could not <laughs> believe that somebody gave him $1.5 million for two years. So... To be honest, this actually really disappointed me. This, Wildly. This this is in line with a long string of moves that I have been not ecstatic about from Kyle Dubas, starting with Nick Foligno and continuing with Travis Dermott and continuing with Wayne Simmons, 900K for two years, and then into Curtis Gabriel for 750 and David Kopp. Here's my question. What the hell are they doing with this bottom six? So right- What's the idea? What's the vision behind it? Because it's wildly frustrating me. Look at every team that makes the cup final and is competitive. Their bottom six has some good finishing ability. They have guys on it. It's like, wow, that's a sneaky good goal scorer. That's a sneaky good. He can put the pucks in the net here and there. He can really step up for you in the playoffs. Other than Jason Spezza, who I don't, I don't really consider him a bottom six because he apparently now we need him in the top six because like. Who the, like, what's our bottom six made of? Uh, if we go into the year with Ilya Mikhaev, Pierre Engvall, Wayne Simmons, David Kampf, and let's throw in Curtis Gabriel in there in our bottom six. No, no, no. no so let's take out no. Gabriel. Let's just say I'll those four. Let, let's just pretend that Nick Robertson gets a chance. Oh, he better get a yeah. chance. Oh, he better because. You will. Uh, I don't know. We'll okay. See. But you, how many games do you think he'll play The bottom six sucks. I don't know. Bottom, the bottom six sucks. This bottom six sucks. sucks. Yes. And I'm massively disappointed. With the cap dollars they had, To your best acquisition to your forward group is 900K Michael Bunting. And I'm excited about Michael Bunting, but I'm sorry. As a team that hasn't gotten out of the first round, for me, this is the lowest confidence I've had in a Leafs team since like the rookie year of Matthews and Marner. Honestly, maybe that's hyperbole at this point. But in terms of the moves they made this offseason, the other thing you have to consider is the pressure on our top players right now has never, ever been higher. I put it up there with the most pressure I've ever seen for star players on a team that I've ever, in any sport, It's that that's the level we're at right now. I'm serious. It's unbelievable. Especially with Braden Point signing $9.5 million now. A lot of people not happy yep. with our two best players. But put that aside. And you're supporting them with, David Kampf at 1.5 million who scored 17 goals in 235 games. Who's the fifth best forward on the Leafs? 
Michael Bunting. That's bad. Well, they still they still have room to sign more okay. guys. Okay, as of today, because I again of I course, cannot I'm, predict the future. Yes, as of today, what's the number at that they have in cap space so right they're, now? They're carrying fourteen forwards and seven defensemen. They have eight hundred thousand dollars in cap space. I assume that they're not going to carry 14, 14 forwards. Yeah, they're so going to carry thirteen. Conservatives so say they have about two million dollars. Two cap million space. about in cap space. The fifth so. best forward is Jason Spezza. Yeah, and that's yeah. terrible. No offense. I love Jason Spezza. But when your fifth best forward is a guy who's admitted that he can't even play on back-to-back nights because he's so old, like, who, by the way, who was on waivers last year? Yep. I mean. It's tough. The thing is, it's not like they didn't have potential. Like, to put a positive spin, you could put a whole, okay, maybe Josh Hosang becomes the first-round pick that you were supposed to, or that's even, I don't know about that one, but. Maybe Nick Robertson really steps up and uh, like can put something together there. That's that's my hope for the five six sort of forward position. But like that's an extrapolation. But man. also, if that's Nick a Robertson major extrapolation, Joey, if Nick Robertson doesn't make this roster, there's something extremely wrong with the group that you have running this team. You got a guy who can score. He scored at every level. Like, he's showed flashes, too, when he's played for the least. He's generated a lot of shots. Maybe not the highest danger shot attempts, but he gets shots on net. Yeah, he'll be on the opening day roster. Oh, again, he better okay. be on the opening I'm, day roster. I, I'm, pretty, because I'm pretty confident that he will. If he's not, then ooh, I, I'm not confident that he okay. will. From what they've shown, they don't seem that eager to play those guys. Okay. So, I, I don't know. Today, though, again, really excited at the start of the day. Coming out of it, though, with the only real significant addition you've made is a 1B goalie, which I'm happy with. But, again, I felt pretty good with Jack Campbell. I was more worried about the forward group and supporting those four players. I'm not very confident right now, to be honest. So we'll see what happens. Kyle Dubas said he's left some flexibility to add another player. I think there's a good chance one of Engvall or Mikhaev are probably moved out. I think that's probably a wise decision. Jason did a good job breaking down David Comp. He's good. Like kind of in the neutral zone, he stops entries. He he's good at getting it's the zone puck entries from where where it's not supposed to be to where it's supposed. So to be. that's kind of so it sounds like we're gonna have a third line of Mikhaev, Engvall, and Kampf, and they're gonna do what Jamie McLennan said is where they're they're gonna be playing for forty five minutes and not score a goal. Yeah, like that's the opposite of what we need. And then and then it'll be Alex Kerfoot in the top six potentially. Yeah, if he doesn't well, get he, moved for sure, he's in the unless top he six. gets traded. Like. I don't know. This did not incite much excitement from me. Like David Comp for two years at one and a half. I would have rather you just went, hey, we're going young, and Adam Brooks is going to be in there 100%. with Nick yeah. Robertson. 100%. It would have been more exciting for the fans, but like also it leaves you a lot more cap flexibility. Yeah. And then in season, your 1B plan, in season you need to make a move, you can. But now you have David Comp. Taking up one and a half, Curtis Gabriel at seven fifty, which God knows what's going to happen there, um, and then like again, I want to go back to one thing you said. I was all over Nick Bonino. We all were. Yeah, we wanted him. We thought he was going to sign for three million. Yeah, he signed for two years at a shade over two million. Again, in California, mm-hmm. you know, he's played out there before. He was drafted by San Jose, actually, believe it or not. He was. He actually said he it was an easy transition. He just grabbed his draft jersey and put it on his kids, which is kind of funny. But oh, he was. they signed him for two mil and they signed Cogliano for one billion. Again, these are older guys, but we're a contending team. Do you think that the Leafs got squeezed by like the Canada factor? If so, I, I think so. I would have preferred to give Nick Bonino four million dollars for a year than David Kampf one point five. 
Yeah. I wonder how many teams we were just on a no-fly list for any any. Maybe. Again, teams. we can only sorry, speculate players. about that, but I'm just comparing yeah. contract to contract. Yeah. And again, Nick Bonino and even Andrew Cogliano, these are two terrific defensive forwards. Yep. You put those two on a third line with anyone. Could be Kerfoot. Could be uh, Mikhaev. You could even put Engvall on there. It would be a very effective shutdown line. Yeah. Right now, I, I don't know. If you're assuming David Kampf is the number three center for this team, I, I don't know, guys. I, I'm I'm significantly concerned. I do just want to say one thing. He was known as the McDavid destroyer in the Blackhawks subreddit. So there's a little bit of positive. Wrong. The McDavid destroyer is named Ken Holland and Peter Shirelli. <laughs> David Kampf. And also, I'm watching... Tampa get guys cheap. I'm watching Florida add to their roster. I'm watching Boston add to their roster. It's not going to be easy the for the is, Leafs like, We next don't year. have the Tampa factor where you're able to Agreed. sign Zach Bogosian three years, 50%. But that just means you have to be that much more strategic exactly. with it. So I don't know. Like, well, like I'm just scratching my head. I don't know what happened in the second half of today, really. To go into Ke- Curtis Gabriel, like I've seen so many people, oh, he's going to go out there and he's going to fight. He's going to mash some skulls in. Okay, you had that in Scott Sabrin, and Scott Sabrin's a better fighter than Curtis Gabriel. Curtis Gabriel also lost every single fight he was in, and his best year was, what, 16 points in the AHL? And we gave this guy a one-way deal. I understand he's doing some great things off the ice and saying some great things, but... I don't know. It's a hockey decision. You don't have the depth to give Curtis Gabriel a one-year, one-way deal. You just don't. Just like I'm going to be totally honest. Just light that contract on fire. He's a that nice guy. Spot. He's a nice yeah. guy. He's doing good things off the ice. He played only 11 games for the Sharks this year. The Sharks were injury-riddled, and they did not have a good team this year. Obviously, zero points. He fought a lot, which is good. He Again, he didn't win many he fights. Lost a lot. Which I don't I, think he won any. Again, that's subjective. I understand it takes but, guts yeah. to fight the guys that he did, Reeves, and he was patrolling the blue line, but it's like... Is that where we are, though? We're, we're signing a fighter to a one-way deal when, when we have no scoring in our bottom six? This is a really negative tone this podcast has it's taken. Very but, negative. but this is the rea- reality of it right now, though. We're very... We were so We're also positive. positive. Exactly. The second the Leafs got eliminated for the, what, fourth year in a row in Fifth. the first round? Fifth year. Even better. We were... The most positive Leafs podcast out there, I'd like to say. We weren't criticizing, oh, we're only signing guys from Sault Ste. Marie and Mitch Marner needs to be traded. But we said, okay, we've set ourselves up on a certain path. And if you're strategic about it, you can really put together a better roster than what you did last year. And I just don't feel that. We did that very well. We also laid out the money, too. And we were pretty accurate with it from last episode, how you could put a team together. Really? Yep. I don't know what happened, though. Uh, Kyle Dubas has said he's been pestering Stan Bowman for David Comp for years now. And when he became a free agent, he was all over him. Great. They must have some internal thoughts of him that's not public because by every... They also had some internal thoughts about Cody Cece that weren't public. And look what happened there. By every public model... I'm sorry, this guy's just not a good hockey player. So we'll, we'll see. see. We'll really, honestly, we'll yeah. see. And again, we'll I, see. I spent about 15 minutes pulling up every goal he's ever scored. And I think they said it on the Blackhawks subreddit. If the puck's not, if the net is not wide open, he is literally not scoring. And no, he no. Can, 
Yeah, what they said on the on the on the subreddit was if the goalie was pulled and the puck was on the red line, he would still find a way to shoot it in the rafters. <laughs> so get the actual call. Come on. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. And I, I, Jason, I want you to kind of go against this here because you have a more positive uh, mindset, which I appreciate. So, so. <laughs> I, just the only reason why. So Kyle Dubas has been right on players before. I think one of them we can look at is Justin Hall. Right. Different different kind of player. But um I don't know if if they really liked him. They clearly do really like him. I'm 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 curious to see what he's going to bring next year. Honestly, I honestly have seen him play zero games, so I cannot. His metrics look awful, but who knows? Maybe a new environment could help him out. He kills penalties. A lot of people were saying he he was awful on the penalty kill, but that could just also be a system issue in Chicago, right? Kerfoot was never a penalty killer before he came to Leafs. Came to Leafs and became a pretty good penalty killer. He can win faceoffs, so he checks some boxes that you. You'd like in a centerman, I guess, uh, as I'm putting the baseline. He checks boxes. But uh, you, it's fair to be critical of him. It's fair to be critical of this move. But I, I think we're going to have to wait and see, honestly. And, and halfway through the season next year, we should revisit this because maybe, who knows, maybe he looks a lot better than he is. Or maybe he's dirt garbage and we're banging the table to get rid of him saying, I don't know, just get rid of him. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. But if... if uh, it, uh, a third line of Mikhaev, Kampf, Engvall is not the most. If that was your fourth line, I think you'd be very. That's happy, the worst third line. I don't think that's league. a good third that's, line. That's at all. the worst third. That's line That's not a good league, third line at honestly. all. So maybe that's hyperbole, but of, let's say of playoff teams, that'd be the worst third line. Yeah, it's definitely a, a, a black hole of offense, but also black hole of defense, where you're not going to get. But I don't think they are. When I'm looking at the metrics, it doesn't seem that way at all. Okay. That's again. I can't speak to much more than that. What they're I'm, good. At, what what they're good at though is again, like I said, they're all the, kind of similar. They get the puck out of the area you don't want it to be and put the puck in the area that you do want it. Right, to be. and I understand that, but I'm just saying from what you've seen, how's that line going up against Bergeron, Marshawn, and Pasternak? They're not do you have go against them? Okay, then they're not really a, like a shutdown line, right? They're, they're not. More, okay, yeah. all right. As long as that's. I just not said that, that yeah. they're. That was our third line. Never, okay. I know people like to think third line shutdown line, but no, I don't. I don't know if that's. But again, that's case, just yeah. they just didn't really do what we wanted, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I'll keep it positive. I didn't sign any contracts that I think will kill you in the long run. Yeah. Even David Comp for one point five, like hopefully you, if he's he's at least serviceable, I think that'll probably hurt you next year. But it's not going to kill you. Um, that's a positive. Another positive. Can I just transition for a couple seconds here? So a lot of the conversation was around Justin Hall in the expansion draft. I'm going to read a couple defensive, uh, right-handed, left-handed, both a couple D-man contracts that were signed today, which oh, we which was said, oh, right? Baby, Justin Hall for we could replace Justin Hall, no problem. Two million, even at his cheap number. Tucker Pullman, four years, two and a half million dollars. Travis Hamonic, two years, three million dollars. Jake McCabe, who I actually like. This is per year. Per year, sorry, four years, two and a half per year. Travis Hamonic, two years, three mil per year. Jake McCabe, who I like a lot actually, but. Probably similar level to Hall, maybe a little better. Four years, $4 million per year. Ian Cole, one year, $2.9 million per year. Patrick Nemeth, three years, $2.5 million per year. Derek Forbert, three years, $3 million per year. And the cherry on top, Cody Cece for four years at $3.25 million per year. So if you said they can replace Justin what Hall in free agency, I didn't even include Tyson Berry. He got four, four and, and a half, half but I like you're wrong. And I'm glad a lot of people on Twitter admitted yes. it, which is nice to see. Yes. Um, that was absolutely the right move. In my opinion, protecting Justin Hall. 
We can get into whether even- I've seen a lot of people backtrack on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. I, like this is insane. And even yeah. let, let's say and then could, one person went, I'm not wrong. All these NHL GMs are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, and the last one I want to point out, which is I think is a good contract. Mike Delzato signed for two years at two million per in Ottawa. He was almost out of the league, though. And like he was on a PTO in Columbus at the beginning. Exactly. Of the year. And that's that's what you get for two million. You get Mike, who's not bad at all. I, I think he's good. He's not a t- in the top four yeah, of a whatever. contending team, though. No, 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 no. So I no. think, I think, yeah, a couple of apologies were needed there. Yeah. So Mike Stevens on Twitter posted a picture of the how, t- how the F am I an essential worker of the Baskin Robbins guy? You everyone seen that? He's saying and quoted it thinking Justin Hall is an irreplaceable asset. Then literally a week later, he says, I take back every mean comment about protecting Justin Hall. Cody CC is getting four years. People are paying assets for Nikita Zadarov. Nothing makes sense, and you must cling to anything remotely familiar. So yeah, that, that's so that's one positive I think. In Jared Tenorti got term. Yeah, <laughs> yep, you're right. Jared Tenorti got term. There's yeah, like there a lot of bad contracts were handed out, and it, and it kind of makes sense because there's a lot of cap space cleared up. They just in, injected basically 82 million dollars worth of cap space into the system with a new team coming in. So a lot of defensemen got overpaid. So uh, I, I think we're all glad to toot our own horn and feel a little bit vindicated about how. Uh, how that we were right. Uh, that's the only other way to put it. Is that we were right about Justin Hahn. A lot of people were unfortunately wrong. Good for them for swallowing their pride. If you haven't yet, come on. Like, there's no other way to put yeah, it. You were wrong. Be... Uh, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just wanted to add that. So yeah, the the defenseman contracts today, like I just I could not believe those ones going out there. Oh my god! Like it was it was mind blowing to me. Like. CC and Barry are now reunited and they're making God knows how much money. But like, the thing is, real like top four defensemen just don't hit the market that often. Nope. That's the thing. Even a good one in Alex Goligoski, he's older. He signed for five million for one year. Ryan Suter, again, 36, just bought out. We thought he's gonna go on a short term deal. Two years, I thought two years. Max. He signed for three point seven, I think. Three point six. But seven. for four years. Like you're, it's not happening. That's why Justin Hall very happy to have him. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we went over it. I mean, how do you feel about this roster overall? I let's let's yeah let's give this Leafs roster. I'm I'm happy with the goaltending. Happy with the defense. I'm happy with the defense. I'm happy with our star players. I think in terms of playoff teams, this is probably the worst depth of any playoff team. I, I don't, yep. I'm trying to think of another team that could be worse. Even the Oilers did a decent job post Hyman, like shoring. I haven't up. taken a look at it, but I'm 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 scared that the Oilers have a have better depth than the Leafs. They do. Right they now. might. They, they do. Might actually, damn it. I, I'm they thinking don't of have other better teams. Defense that. That's for that sure. Three. But oh god. No. But we're not trying to compare to the Oilers. We're trying to compare to Tampa Bay and Colorado. Yeah, yeah we want to be the best. Colorado team. smokes us in depth. Tampa Bay lost a whole third line. Their depth might still be better than ours. Yeah. So. I mean, definitely don't feel great. I'm going to be honest with you. I do think there's another move to come. I think most likely a trade. We can't speculate about that. So at right now, at this point, again, on what would be July 1st normally, but it's July 28th this year, I don't feel great. I don't. I don't think they're one of the five best rosters in the league right now, which I did last year think that. Yeah. So that was my follow-up question. Is this year's uh, opening – is this year's roster right now – Better than last year's opening day roster. It legitimately kills me to say this, but no, it's not. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm 100% with you on that one. I mean, I I don't like what I see in that bottom six at it's, all. It's atrocious. It's really, really bad. Like, you could 
to put another positive spin on, okay, like Mikheyev maybe puts in the puck a little bit more uh, like we've seen him do in the first year there. Uh, Pierre Engvall figures out his consistency issues and maybe plays a little bit more consistently, but like, and then uh, Alex Kerfoot, he has some consistency issues as well. Hopefully he figures it out and looks really nice in that top six spot there. Uh, David Kampf hopefully just doesn't suck. That's my expectations of him. And then we get another good season out of Jason Spezza and we get uh, the Wayne Simmons that we saw at the beginning of the year last year. Do you know how many ifs, 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 ifs the best case scenario happens that is? And that's just to get the, the, the bottom six to be decent. This roster has atrocious forward depth. And, I really don't like it at all. And the other thing I want to just quickly point out before Jason answers the question is I get people are going to say it has to do with how much money the top players took. There was money to ha- to give out money. in this bottom six. You gave, again, you probably overpaid Dermot by half a mil. You probably overpaid Simmons by a couple hundred thousand. You overpaid David Kampf by maybe 750K. Like You probably overpaid Engvall. You probably overpaid Mikhaev. Your Kerfoot's overpaid a little bit as well. All these guys in the bottom six, unfortunately are a little bit they're like they're not value deals by any sense of the imagination. How many value deals do the Leafs have? They have Jason they have Spezza, William Nylander. Justin Hall maybe. I, I think Jake Muzzin's also a value yeah. deal. Yeah. TJ Brody maybe too. Well but I think playing. that's I don't, I don't think Where? we should include defense yeah, yeah. for forwards like let's but just talk about let's, forwards. Jason, do you think this roster is better than last year's? I think it's close. It's not there yet, but I really do think there's going to be another move. Uh, there's a lot of good free agents still left. Krejci, Tatar, Saad, Richie, uh, Palmieri. I thought Palmieri signed. Still not sign? signed. Still not signed. Oh, that's weird. I mean, if you want to go Galchenyuk, at least we're apparently interested in Marcus Johansson. There's still guys Johansson's out there. Matthew yeah. Perot. Obviously, Wash. these guys, Nikita Gutsev, these guys don't inspire a lot of confidence and still a lot no. of confidence. But there's still some players out there. I think there's going to be more moves to come. I don't think this roster is better than last year's right now. But I, the good news is that it's 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 we got some young players. Who Another could thorn be on in the, the side today was that po- Braden Point contract yep. coming in nine and a half by eight. I've been such a defender of Mitch Marner's contract. He Mitch Marner had to go to the agent and say, "No, I want more years in Toronto. I want six years instead of two or three, like I was asking." And then the Leafs already had that number ten eight, ten, eight nine. There was not a fight over the number. The more contracts that are trickling in, just the angrier I'm getting. Braden Point at nine and a half over eight is such a better value contract than Mitch Marner. I put up a poll on Twitter and a poll on Instagram. Who's a better player overall, Miko Rantanen or Mitch Marner? It was pretty much over 250 votes. I think Miko Rantanen won by one single vote across both platforms. Miko Rantanen's making nine and a half over six. Mitch Marner's making 10, eight, nine, three over six. Mitch Marner's a thousand percent overpaid by a little bit. I'd say by seven hundred to a, a mil per year over six years, and it just it just sucks to see it. That it 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 just sucks to see it. I wouldn't trade him over. Oh, his contract sucks. We're paying him winger ten eight nine. Uh, yeah, to put up ninety plus points per year. That's kind of what you pay good players to do. But I agree. It it's a touch too high. And the other thing I wanted to mention is, again, I'm sorry. Kyle Dubas did nothing to take the pressure off his big players. And I think that's part of your role as a GM. Nope. So, 
I'm telling you, I'm listening. I'm listening on the radio. The pressure on these kids is massive. It is. I, I, I consider myself a pretty diversified sports fan. I watch a lot of sports. Like I'm trying to compare it to something. I, I can't really like there was a lot of pressure on the young kids for the Chicago Cubs. They ended up winning a World Series. Yep. But like Giannis, I'm tr- he and he did it he right. But it. I don't even think there was that much pressure because he decided to stay. Like maybe LeBron after that first year in Miami. When they oh, lost the yeah. Spurs, yeah. like that was a good one. Uh, but it, it, in terms of like homegrown talent, that really, honestly, other than getting paid, these guys have done nothing wrong. They've been good Samaritans in the city. They've done charity work. They are like good guys on the ice, good guys off the ice. Fun to watch. Great oh, in yeah. season. Like the amount of pressure is crazy. Yeah, and it's it, like it. It's not like when you even talk about those other. Oh, the pressure on this guy, pressure on that guy. Those guys actually like won playoff rounds. We have not won a single playoff yep. round since the year 2004. Do you know how many Leafs fans there are that exist right now that have never, ever seen a Leafs playoff win? Not even like when they were one years old, just like they were just never alive. We're getting into a draft year. They're going to be, kids are going to be born. After the Leafs' last playoff round win. Yeah. You're killing us! <laughs> yep. Anyway. So, obviously, I think a little disappointed today compared to expectation. Yep. So. Yep. I think the question to sit in everyone's mind is who is the fifth best forward on the Toronto Maple Leafs? Um, my last question that I had, are the Leafs done? No. No. No, there's definitely a uh, not a lot, but there will be more to come. A value signing or a I trade? think they're going to sign Galchenyuk back. Yeah, maybe. And honestly, it's he been so it's been so bad thus far. I would actually be happy with signing him back because he'd at least give you something different in yeah. terms of offensive capability. And I absolutely wanted nothing to do with him back on the team, but now, yeah, whatever, sure. Like yeah. we need someone like yep. that actually. Exactly. I'm hoping maybe Thomas Tatar. Maybe that's a pipe dream. Brandon Saad is going to, they're not going to pay Brandon Saad. I think think he'll get priced out. Other than that, I think maybe. maybe, Tatar's looking at a a contender. No, Nick Ritchie, I like that. I would like that. Maybe they trade for Bertuzzi. That's still been rumored, but I don't know. Our expectations have just gone through the floor now in terms of who the next player is. Last last thing here. Um, Where do you guys think the Leafs finish in the Atlantic division? So Jay Fresh just released his war roster building, whatever, projection for standings. Where do you think? Are you, where do you think they had him, and where do you, where do you guys have him finishing? Don't look, don't cheat. I see where he, I saw before. Um, so he has them first. Yeah, but it says because of Michael Bunting's juiced number, probably yeah. So I believe without Bunting, I don't know. I think they're going to be third or fourth as of right now. Yeah, I don't yeah, think they're right. in any threat to prob- to miss the playoffs unless they get really yeah. like bad goaltending. That division it looks really really good. But the thing is, it's good at the top. The bottom yeah. is really weak. Like, especially Mo- oh, Montreal yeah. had a great year. They're really going to struggle without Philip Deneau. Like, th- that's a big loss for them. Yeah, he got paid. And even though I really like David Savard, like, thrusting him into Shea Weber's minutes, whatever you think of Shea Weber, is not he's not going to be as good as Shea Weber was in those minutes. So, yeah. They got him on a decent value yeah, relative three and a half to the rest mil. I think it's because he's from there. That's kind of Also... I mean, he only had six points last he year. He so. brings nothing offensively, but he's really good defensively. Yeah. So, Where do you think, Joe? In terms of the Leafs, I think around sixth place, hopefully. In the league? Not in the no, league. in the Atlantic. Like in the Atlantic. In, in, Wait, sorry, in the, in the east. east. 
in so, the Eastern so, Conference. So where do you think they finish in their division? Better I I haven't looked at like all Tampa I can Bay, think Florida, of. Florida, Boston, Montreal, Detroit, Buffalo, Ottawa. So uh, basically, Tampa Bay, Florida, Boston, Montreal. Put it that. I put them ahead of Montreal, I think. Yeah. But I mean, that top is really heavy, yeah. and I don't know. Like, I think middle of the pack makes the playoffs. I will sure, say though, I I think the four best teams in the East are still all in the Atlantic. Yeah, I think so too. So you think Carolina's still taking a top four team in the in oh the East. Ter- Carolina's yeah, yeah, yeah. taking a hit? Yeah, I do. Th- now that I'm looking, at it, I do think they're a top four team in the East. Yeah. Like Pittsburgh's not going to be very good. Carolina took a massive hit. The Islanders, who knows? There's more like parity in that division. But mm-hmm. yeah, I-, I we'll see what happens though. The Islanders every single year is like who knows? <laughs> like that's so stranding. Yet they were into the com- conference finals last year and took uh, Tampa Bay to Game Seven. So it's kind of funny, but. Do you want to do a quick around the league? Any any signings you uh, any you were interested in that I was interested in? I mean, the Cody CC one obviously caught my attention there. Um, in terms of other signings, can I can I say something? Yeah, Ken Holland is doing an atrocious job. Ken Holland and Jim Benning are doing such a bad job right now. It, it's I, I feel saw bad. Someone tweet, oh, Jim Benning's had a better offseason than Kyle Dubas, and then someone agreed with it. Like, Oof. what are you talking about? Oof. The, like, both, at, at the Leafs didn't do well today. At least they didn't sign Travis Hamannick to two years, three mil per. Like or Tucker Pullman, Tucker Pullman, Oliver Ekman Larson. Like this defense sucks. Van, again, last year they traded for Nate Schmidt. They signed Jake for Tannen, and they signed Braden Holpe. Jim Benning did all that. A year later, they bought out Holpe. They bought out Vertanen, and they traded Nate Schmidt. All the guys that were okay. traded to Arizona as cap dumps because their contracts are so bad were signed by Jim Benning. Like that's not a good move. Oh, you got rid of bad contracts. You, you signed, signed those bad I contracts, know, you idiot. Like, that's like <laughs> that's like knocking down your house with a wrecking ball and then building it back up again and being like, I built my house back a couple look how great I am. No, you're an idiot. Bre- breaking news. I want to I want to get a live reaction to this trade. Bouchard Dar- got traded? Kemper. Darcy Kemper just got traded Colorado. for a first round pick and Connor Timmons. So we were definitely priced out of that uh, for trade yep. trade wise. Was it was uh, no, it fifty percent? No, retain? no word on the retain yet. So, what do you guys thoughts on that? Yeah, Colorado had to do it, and I think they just upgraded. That's a good one. I mean, Connor Timmons yeah. is a heck of a player. First round pick. That's a pretty good value there as well. The right I kind of like. Who can score I kind of like Connor Timmons. He was a high second round pick a few years ago. He's starting to get more looks in the NHL yep. with the Colorado Avalanche and their yep. solid defense core there. I mean. When you like Arizona's not fake tearing it down, they're tearing it down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Over so there. I, that's going to be crazy. a fifty percent retain. Yeah, I, I, think, I, so. I think so too because with the amount they gave, yeah. that's a that's a lot to give. Colorado like not a lot. Sorry, that's what I, yeah, that's, it is a lot, yeah. it's an upgrade. I think that's a good one in terms like of that. peak goaltending play. I think Kemper would be better than Grubauer. That's yeah. an interesting debate there. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, I yeah, I could see it. I can see it. I kind of like Grubauer. So that's a bigger round. It's a, it's a, it's a, that's a competitive one. Yeah. That's not bad. I, I liked Coleman to uh, Calgary. I For think six years is a long time, but yeah. keeping that Four AAV nine. under five, like. It's not bad. It's exactly what they needed. They needed better depth. Yeah. Less than Hyman is crazy to me. I think he's a much better player personally. Uh, I think he yeah. can play better on his own line than Hyman could. Um, 
I thought Landis Cog going back to Colorado was kind of always going to happen. Like we said, yeah. he's, if he took less anywhere, it would be Colorado, and that happened. Any other interesting seven ones? Seven mil by eight? Yeah, eight years? Se- seven mils by eight years, correct. Small one that I was shocked by was uh, Seattle picking up Grubauer. Yeah, I didn't was, get that. that. just didn't that make sense to me. out of nowhere, it didn't seemed like. To me. But whatever. That was a crazy one. So you got paid um, six mil for five years. Dougie Hamilton going to New Jersey was crazy. Yeah. Like why would why would you sign Grubauer when when you just just pay Hamilton a little bit more? I think if you give Hamilton ten million dollars over six seven years, which is a lot, but I think you'd have the best decor in the league over the next four years if you did that. Um, I think I guess they're already confident in what they maybe, got maybe. there, kind of thing. And then Grubauer, you upgrade over Vanacek. Dreger is still a question mark because of how many games he's played, but yeah. Grubauer, you get a little bit more stability there. That tandem is probably lo- better than the Leafs tandem. No, no it is. Yeah, I, but I that's really also like that said 12, that double the amount of <laughs> money. Right? Million dollars oh, yeah. More, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm, anything, I'm going to close it with one thing. I want a prediction. What is one player that will be on the Leafs opening day roster that's not on the roster yet? So I'm not going to say trade, free agency. Not within know. the Leafs organization. Correct. Right Correct. Now. So whether that's sign or trade, I'm not going to specify a free agent. You know, could be a KHL guy. I don't know. You tell me one name that you think will be on the roster that's not currently on the roster. Wow. That's a tough one. Uh, that is a real tough one. You could say nobody, too. I, like I'm, I'm just drawing such a blank, and I haven't heard anything all offseason that it's like my, my guess is nobody. I don't know. I don't know who the heck they're going to get. Who are they even interested? I'm gonna go with a fun one, David Krejci. Let's just see. What wow, happens. that would be a dream. Will it will it into existence? That would be a dream. That'd be uh, really nice. I agree. I got a little bit of a fun one. What about Corey Perry? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. to round out the, the sure. bottom six, that'd be great. I'd take. Again, I'm not giving any opinion on that possible signing, but I just just to throw it a name out there. Yeah, I like that. It's a name. That's that's all I've got. I'm I've drawn such a blank. Tyler um, Bertuzzi, Nick Ritchie. Brandon Maybe. Those guys are tough to get, though. Um, it's a tough one. Yeah, I have no idea. I like I've completely drawn a blank. Hopefully, someone is that. Hopefully, a fair someone. Hopefully, someone. That's a hundred percent. How much more confident would you feel if Corey Perry was in your bottom six? Not as well? that much more confident. Okay, I'm just wondering. Oh, here I found one. Yo- uh, Joachim Kemmel, who is a 2022 NHL draft prospect. Was born April 27th, 2004. The Leafs beat Ottawa in Game 7, April 20th, 2004. Wow. Wow. I hate this team. Well, we still have this year, right? <laughs> and just to let everyone know, the Leafs are going to cross 20,000 uh, days without uh, 20,000 days since they reached the Stanley Cup since we were, or is it 30,000? Nice. I, I also wanted just to point out one more thing. If you did the tax dollars in it, and this is not an excuse. Braden points 9.5 looks more like 11.5 in Toronto. I just wanted to throw that out there. That is a thing, by the way. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, Alan Walsh is a facade. He's a liar. Um, That's all I got, though. You guys have anything else to close it out? I think that's it. Let's just stay positive, guys. What what grading would you give the Leafs on day one here? C plus. Yeah, C. C minus. That's fair. That's how yeah, it's that's been. Fair. Yeah. They still got good players. Disappointing. Yeah. Matt, best top end forwards in the league. I still think so. Solid top four D and a good goaltending tandem. It's hilarious how close how close we all are with the letter grades, but like <laughs> you just got it's just the way you look at it, guys. None of these players have touched the ice yet for in we'll the least uniform. So you gotta be positive. That's so all we can <laughs> that's gonna be our twenty twenty one twenty two 
motto. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. The Leafs. We'll see. Go Leafs. Go.